All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of the Life, Liberty, and the Pursuit podcast. I'm Mike. And I'm Robert. And believe it or not, even though Mike does not sound too excited to be here today, he is. I promise. I promise, too. I'm excited. You better thanks be. for joining us tonight, today, whenever this is. Yeah. Whenever you're listening to it, it could be the morning. It could be. could be on the way to work. could be on the way home after your crappy job. Just who knows? <laughs> who knows? Ho- hopefully not your crappy job. Hopefully, you know, a job that you really enjoy and take a lot of, I don't know, professional and delight from, I guess. I don't know. Anyways, I don't know any us. of those people. That's the whole point. I have yet to meet a person that's truly happy with their job, Mike. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's true. It is true. But onward. What do we got? We uh we're going to talk about Twitter, right? You're going to tell everybody our Twitter account? Yeah, you should follow us on Twitter. We are at LLNP Podcast. Beautiful. And then our website, LLPPodcast.com. Mike, uh, did you get a blog post up yet for this but week? By the time you're listening to this, there very well could be a second blog post what? up. That's, that's something to look forward to. I'm already looking forward to it. <laughs> I don't know what it's about, but I'm looking forward to it. Got to stay tuned. Well, uh, I'm staying tuned always. Um, I just never see any. You know? Yeah. So right. Oh, well. Anyway, um, we got a lot to talk about today, I think. A lot to talk about. A whole dang lot. Yeah. So why don't we start off with, I don't know. Spin the wheel of to- of topics and let's see what, what your finger lands on for tonight. How about the dude that got arrested outside the White House after he jumped one of the little, uh, well, they call them bike racks, but they're really just those um, little barricades. Little barricade. Yeah. So that happened, I think, on Saturday. What's the charge for jumping over that? Like trespassing or is it like assault on America? I don't know. It could be treason. It could be punishable by death. I don't really know. I don't know either. That's why I'm I'm a little curious as to like when you when you get put in cuffs, what your charge is or whatever. When when the, when you get down to the station, what they tell you. I don't know, but apparently the dude was from California. And he was mentally ill. Oh really? Yeah. I don't know. Oh no. I'm you li- know what though? That's that's bullshit. That was actually the other guy that did this last time. <laughs> the first the first guy on the first go round. <laughs> the first guy. Um, so what I'm curious, I'm kind of curious about that though, like. Don't you think on your trip from, like, California to Washington, D.C. to jump over that little fence, somebody would have noticed that you're nuts and detained you along the way? No, because this is a free country to be nuts as you want. Yeah, but, I mean, like, surely you would think, like, somebody who's that crazy, if, if mentally ill is already coming up as a defense for that, I'm just saying, surely there's, like, some signs along the, on the, along the route because it's, literally across the country like somebody surely you couldn't keep it together like for the three thousand mile trip all the way over to dc but what are they gonna do i don't know like surely there would have been like other kind of unstable behavior that would have warranted attention i guess i don't know i'm sure there is nutty people are are, are nutty they just can't hide it very well i don't think but our health system in america clearly michael is not what it needs to be and you really can't do anything about crazy people at this point we talked about that, um, I think, like week three, four, or five, whatever it was. Um, we talked about it within the context of guns and gun control, but, I mean, not just, like, within the context of daily living. Well, I mean, the stats are still the same. You know, whether you're talking about guns or whether you're talking about something else. It, there are nutty people around, and we can't lock them up. And there aren't really many state institutions anymore for these types of folks. So what do you do? 
There are still state institutions. Not many. Surely there's one in every state. Oh, one? One? <laughs> At least one. <laughs> Not a not a very big number though. I'm gonna Mike. go out on a limb and say there's at least fifty. <laughs> great, great, fifty insane institutions. However, well, the institutions aren't insane; they're just for people. They just house nutty people. They need some help. That's all. The padded party houses, if you will. Also, I don't think your inflammatory language is helping helping the problem. Well, what do you want me to say? People are sane. No. But, you know, maybe some softer, gentler, more... I just, I just use softer language. The padded party house. <laughs> you weren't listening to me, obviously, but it's true. It's all right. That is better, actually. I okay, take that there back. you go. So I don't want to say nut house or the insane asylums. Because I guess asylum has a negative connotation to it, Mike. But the padded party house? Come on. How could you not want to go? Yeah. I mean, party... Yeah. That's all, that's all positive stuff. Exactly. Adding, Keep you safe, party, good time, house. People like houses. Unless it's the House of Representatives, then nobody likes that. <laughs> but that's neither here nor there. We were talking about crazy people trying to jump over the fence. I think I think that tied in together nicely. <laughs> well, I don't I don't understand why somebody would want to do that in the first place. I mean, you maybe know, they, maybe the line for the tour was just really long. Apparently, but uh, you know, you know, as soon as you jump over anything whether it be the barricades which is why they're up in the first place is because they had too many people trying to scale the actual fence you know over the last eight years so they had to move it back a bit yeah so now they've got this this barrier that's about i don't know probably 15 feet from the actual fence so they're right there on pennsylvania avenue and they stop people from even walking up to the actual gate or fence to the white house well i'm pretty sure like in the next like I don't know. Probably the next ten years, they'll just have they'll all the chips they've been implanting in newborns at the hospitals. They'll just be able to switch on the electric fence, so whenever anyone tries to get too close, they'll just get a little shock, and I'll stop them in their tracks. Well, I guess that's better than getting a twelve gauge round the chest. So what happened to this guy? No, they stop him with a sandbag. No, no, they, <laughs> they. Uh, I guess you know he went over that first little bike rack and immediately the uniformed secret service agents that are always outside um i guess tackled him really fast i mean it swarm yeah i mean <laughs> it didn't really it didn't take long um of course then you had the uh secret service agents that were inside the house they had dogs you know that immediately were were you know brought out of the residence and kind of onto the grounds to try to patrol a little bit they were all carrying their assault rifles, all the Secret Service agents. So, I mean, they were in total lockdown, even though the president wasn't even there. That's what oh. I think is so funny. It's like, you know, you're going to do something stupid like that, and the president isn't even there. It's still a symbol, and there's still a lot of important people around. Not really. <laughs> sure there are. No. Important S people? Spicy's in there. Oh, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he is a nut job. An absolute nut job, but you know what? It doesn't matter. We didn't really, really talking about uh, about the spice, if you will. Um, but there was another one apparently. I want to say the same day, where uh, the guy said he had like a bomb or something, trying to get in one of the the uh, one of the entrances with his car. Did you hear about that one? No. Yeah. So there were actually two this weekend. Two. I mean, 
what is wrong with people? Honestly, what the hell is wrong with people? You really got to wonder what their end game is because, you know, obviously <laughs> those people are going to go, I don't know, I guess they're going to be some of the newest uh, Cuban residents. Uh, Jay-Z and Beyonce will be jealous. I mean, I don't know. Those people are going to be screwed for the rest of their lives. Well, they're just dumb. Like You should never, ever try. I mean, imagine any other country, though, honestly. Like, if, if you were trying to jump the wall, like in Mexico, to get a presidential residence, I guarantee you, you'd be shot immediately. Yeah, that, uh, that wouldn't end well. That would not end well for you. There no. wouldn't be any questions. No, if you're trying to jump the, uh, the fence to, you know, Buckingham Palace or, or Windsor Castle, do you think they're going to, you know, let you in, just like tackle you? No, they're going to fucking shoot you. And well, that brings should. up an interesting point. Why don't our guards have bayonets like the, like the British dudes do? Well, that's because I mean I forget what the name of the there's like two, two guard companies um, that that patrol those castles. I know one of them is the Grenadiers, but they're like a ceremonial unit. It's like, what was the uh, what was that infantry unit that always has like the, uh, is it the old guard, the ceremonial, drill team for the army? You remember what they are? No, I don't remember. I don't remember what they are either, but, you know, they carried bayonets, too, and their dress uniforms and all that other crap, but they weren't carrying around loaded ARs. <laughs> you know, these I guys just, have loaded weapons. Yeah, I just think it'd be cool if our guys had some bayonets. I mean, they look scary, so maybe that would act as a further deterrent. I don't know. I mean, I, when's the last especially time you like were if some, Especially if they, like, pulled their, like, pistols out or their shoulder holsters and they had, like, a little bayonet on the end of their pistol. Like, that would just look cool. <laughs> Have you, when's the last like a, time there'd be like a suppressor and then a bayonet? <laughs> no, no. When's the last time you were in DC? Um, let's see, two thousand and I don't know, three, five, somewhere around there. Okay. Well, I was I was there probably. God, what was it? Maybe two years ago. You know, in I mean, those guys didn't look friendly. You know, the uniformed officers that are standing outside that have Secret Service written all over them, I mean, they're still in tactical gear, most of them, you know. They're still carrying big-ass guns. They don't look like they're there just to, you know, for show, like those guards in England are, right? That's that's the crazy thing to me. Like, these guys look like they're going to kill you. None of them have smiles on their faces. They're Neither just... Neither do the British guys. Huh? Neither do the British guys. Well, I know, but the... The British guys. In fact, are, you can go like tickle their mustaches, and well, they don't have facial hair, but you could go like tickle their noses, and they still won't smile. That well, yeah, but in reality, you know, if, if you go near those guys and you start touching them, they will actually get an aggressive stance towards you and tell you to back the hell away. I'm just saying, like, I, I, I would, I wouldn't imagine you would even get to touch one of our people. Well, you can't because they're behind the barricades. <laughs> you shouldn't be able to get to them. But my, my point is, you know, these guys don't look friendly. I mean, what do you think is going to happen when you jump over? Nothing good. No, you're going to go to prison or dead. One of the two. You're going to be dead or end up in prison. Those are your two options. They have, they've never killed any of those people that have tried to jump over those barriers, have they? Uh, over and, uh, you, No, I think they did under Obama, no, like, that crazy guy that jumped the fence. Like he actually killed. jumped the fence, and I think they shot him. Yeah, but he didn't die. Well... I would have killed him. I mean, I'm sorry. I mean, <laughs> oh, my whole point is like with the whole like cop killing controversy, like the these guys don't get they, don't, they haven't killed anybody. 
I don't I know. Was gonna, I was going to try to tie that in, but well, it's not, I, it's not working. Maybe, maybe they have. Maybe they haven't. I don't know. I mean, these I crazy know. people that are talking about how, you know, they've got bombs or they're jumping the fence to, you know, kill the president. It's like, what the hell's wrong with you? You know, what is wrong with you? A lot. Tons. We don't, even, we, we don't even have time to get into that. There's just too much. <laughs> I don't know. I, you know, I, I just don't know. Speaking um, of jumping walls, though. Yeah. We're, uh, looks like we're going to build a big one on the southern border. Are we? Looks like it. How are we going to do that? Well, I just saw that there's over 200 companies that are competing for the $22, $23 billion, what they're saying is going to be $23 billion, and three years to build the 30-foot southern border wall. Now, okay, so... Go through that break figure it, one break more it time. Down, break it down for us, Robert. What did you say the cost was? They're saying, I think the estimate is between 22 and $25 billion. 22 and $25 billion. Yes. Okay. Um, and what was the time frame on it? Three years. Three years. Okay. I'm going to tie this into road work. Um, we all have it all over the place in the United States, not just in Texas, clearly. Do you know how long it takes them, Mike, to finish a road? That's, we'll call it 20 miles long. About 100 times longer than they say it will. Yeah, usually it's like 5 to 10 years. It's a long time. And a lot of times it's in the four to $500 million. So you're taking that and, and increasing it, the length of it, by, what, 100 times? Yeah, would they say it's going to be like a 300-mile stretch, or was it longer than that? 300 miles? That has to be way longer than 300 miles. Maybe this is just a portion? I don't know. I don't know. How long is the wall supposed to be? I mean, the border of the United States is a long-ass place. I mean, it's thousands but, of miles. But they're not going to knock down existing walls, are they? Well, they're going to have to fortify what they've already got because it's bullshit, clearly. I mean, are they going to replace and repair and replace the wall? Yeah, it's going to be Obamacare. <laughs> Like repeal and replace, repeal and replace the border walls. I thought like anything that was standing because we do have long stretches of border wall, but we do. But it's but it's but it's not a real wall. Like it's not even a fence. It's like like the um, what are they? What is that shit? Like like it's like you know the aluminum roofs and shit that they use that, that tin looking crap. Yeah, of it's just that. So that's not gonna work. I mean, and you're looking at, I just Google, it's almost 2,000 miles long is what we'd need this wall to be. And it's going to cost. That's a long wall. That is a very long wall, Don. Very long wall. The tall wall and the long wall. And the, the funny thing was that I know that Trump, um, I think during the campaign, was saying it was only going to cost about $10 billion. And that's obviously way too small. Way too small a number. But this That would be a small wall. We're talking be a about a tall, long wall. Very, very tall and long wall. What, uh, uh, um, and it was 30. I'm sorry, Mike. One more time. What was the, what was the number? 30 what? 30 feet. 30, 30 feet. feet tall. 30 feet tall. 22 to 25 billion cost. Three so years. It's 30 feet tall and $35 billion. No, twenty to twenty-five. No, twenty-two to twenty-five is what they're saying. Billion dollars. 
with a B. That's not going to happen. Well, just flat out not going to happen. It's going to it's going to cost five hundred billion dollars. Concrete is so ex- so expensive. You know what it costs to to just to pave a driveway? Well, just think about it this way, Robert. We're probably going to get some volume discounts. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. Yeah, we're going to need a gigantic <laughs> volume discount. And who the hell, honestly, think about this for a second. Who's going to supply all the concrete and materials for it? Quickcrete. No. Where are we, we going to get it? We want fast-setting concrete. You know where we're probably going to get it? We're probably going to get it from China or Mexico. That's where <laughs> we're going to buy the materials from. And I'm not even Great. kidding. This is, I'm it's, serious. Then it's going to be bugged. It's going to have spy cameras in the concrete. It's okay. We're already renting office space from the Chinese, so it doesn't really matter for our, you know law enforcement agencies here it's fine it's fine no worry about the wall it can be built by the chinese too it's cool but it's bullshit there's no way it's going to cost that little amount of money ain't gonna be done in three years there's a stretch of highway by my house okay that's i mean it, it might be what 40 from my from my house to a little bit past where i usually go for work every day it's about 40 miles ish and that right there has been under construction for seven years. And they're they're widening it by two lanes. That's about 30 feet, right? <laughs> mm, yeah, I guess so, huh? I mean, give or take. And this is on the ground. Keep in mind, you're not having to build the structure up. You're just laying it on the ground. Maybe it's easier to build up. I doubt it. I don't think that's true. I don't know. I mean, I'm... there's a lot, of, lot less excavation probably involved in it. But physically laying the concrete is not a a short task. So I, I don't know. How that, I wonder if they would just like pour concrete sections of wall and like transport it and install it. Or if they would, because surely they can't just like pour the concrete like at the site. Well, I don't know. Why don't you call China and ask them how they made their great wall? <laughs> I don't know. Or if they are pouring it, do you think they'll be like have a bunch of people like putting their handprints in it and stuff? <laughs> Quan was here. Um, <laughs> I I don't know. I you know I don't know. They they probably would do it in sections like that where they would you know build the pieces and then assemble it on site. That's what they would have to do. It's like what they do with um, like highway, you know, retaining walls. Those yeah. things are not obviously poured on site. They're brought in. And then stacked on top of each other. And that's fine. You can do that. But it's still not a a short process. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And it doesn't really matter. Even when we have our wall, you don't think they're going to start, like, catapulting (laughs) people across or catapulting drugs across? They already do that now. You know? The, The one big difference, I guess, is that we can, you know, have that bullshit sense of security. Like, hey, this is doing something. When in reality, in Arizona and California, Texas, where there currently is a border fence and they tunnel underneath it and then pop up in a house a mile and a half from the border with their little system of, you know, almost like Viet Cong tunnels throughout the country, right? You know, well, I guess, what's, well, what's I guess that's do? the thing. It's going to be a wall, not a fence. And it's going to be 30 feet tall, but how wide is it going to be? Like, what's the depth going to be? I don't know. Maybe five feet. Uh, that's a, a thick wall. It's, I think yeah. it should be. I think it should be like a cube. <laughs> we should have a border cube. It should be thirty feet by thirty feet. 
Oh my God. And hell, would have little armed guards on every post? I don't know. And then you could have like, well, if they try to like kind of pull people over, they'll just get like stuck on top. <laughs> we could have little drone catchers that are just catching people out of the sky. <laughs> It'd be like it'd be like when you're a kid and you get like a like a like a basketball or a frisbee or a badminton stuck in the tree and then you just start like throwing more stuff on top trying to get it out. <laughs> oh man, yeah, that's not gonna happen. That's just not gonna happen. And, and plus, think about this: if you make it like that, where it's 30 feet wide, what's stopping somebody from getting a long extended ladder, climbing up to the top, pulling the ladder up top with them, and then <laughs> they've got 30 extra feet, you know, right? So they can maneuver around a little bit. They can have their whole little party up there of 600 people all climb up at once, bring the <laughs> ladders over, put the ladder back on the other side, and all of them walk down. Mm, maybe we should booby trap the top of the 30 feet then. With what? Landmines? We'll put, we'll put like a moat in the middle. <laughs> With crocodiles? <laughs> That's not a bad idea. <laughs> I want to just put crocodiles in the Rio. Or barracudas. <laughs> Or no, piranhas. That's what I'm thinking of, the piranhas. Don't they both eat people? I don't know. I know the piranhas do. I know, like, barracudas, what, they're pretty long and, like, they're, like, a long, fat, and then the other ones, like, piranhas are, like, really, like, short and thin, right? Yeah, they're kind of, like, smaller. And they just, like, so. eat flesh. Yeah, so, and also, if we put a moat in there, we'll save on concrete because it'll be kind of hollow in the middle. Yeah, but, but the, like, the concrete, keep, keep in mind, though, Mike here, you're talking about Water being surrounded by concrete, which, by the way, reflects heat very well. So, so you're saying we're just going to be, like, frying up some, some piranhas. You're going to be fly, frying up some piranhas, or you're going to be evaporating all the water, and you're going to have to keep pumping it in like a freaking pool in Texas, which is not good. Mm, you know how, can, how expensive that's going to be? Get a pump from the Rio Grande and get some up from there. There's no it. water in the Rio. None? Well, haven't you seen the videos of the guys, like the uh, the drug dealers going through in Texas where there's literally no water? They're just driving trucks over the border. <laughs> Have you never that's, seen that? No, but that's convenient. It's hilarious. Not to mention the fact that the, where the border wall currently is in a lot of parts in Texas, there are certain laws that were agreed upon with Mexico and the United States, so they cannot physically be... However many, I forget what the actual, you know, distance was from, you know, the, the, the border itself or like a body of water. So you can't even put a, a fence where it needs to go. And there's breaks in the fence because they're in communities. So you have to have a way for them to get through the roads. So it doesn't really matter. It's hilarious. I mean, Donald is going to have to repeal that law thing first that was put into place by God knows who, probably somebody in the 60s. That agreed with Mexico saying we would not build a wall here because of this reason. And it's true. I mean, you can I mean, Google that shit. It's, it's there. I mean, you cannot physically put a fence in a certain area. It's ridiculous. Well, surely, surely that wouldn't be uh, too tough to, to get out of, I wouldn't think. Right? I, like, uh, we're not going to do that anymore. Thanks. I don't know. It's been fun, but. <laughs> I don't know. Here, here's something fun for you, too. So I did a little research on this. You know, so you obviously have the U.S.-Mexico border is about, like we said earlier, 2,000 miles. Okay? Now, that's huge. That's pretty long. The Berlin Wall. Okay? Just for, <laughs> for comparison's sakes. Okay, here? It was 96 miles long. And in 1961, it cost $25 million. With inflation today, that's about $200 million. 
for 96 okay. miles. Okay. So I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's doable. I mean, in the, for, for how that. tall was that wall? It was pretty damn tall. I mean, I bet it was 30 feet at least. I don't know about that. I don't know. You've been to Germany. I haven't. You tell me. I have been to Berlin, and I have seen some of the wool. I did forgot my tape measure, though. Oh. Well, how tall were you at that time? <laughs> and if you had a stacked little little people on yourself, how many people, how many little mics would it have taken to get to the top of the wall? I'm thinking it's like a 15-foot wall. That's what I want to say. And it's maybe a foot thick. That's what I'm Just saying. Just a foot? That's what I'm. Yeah, I, I, that's I what guarantee I think. you, it was it was wider than a foot. I don't think so. I'm pretty sure it was like a foot, if that. Well, I don't that's know. My, like I said, that's my guess. Like I said, you uh, you were there, not me, so I couldn't tell you. Uh, yeah. So I mean, maybe it's maybe that figure's not too uh, too out of the the realm of possibility with Darnold. Um, Again, because if we're going to build a wall that's, uh, what, 20 times, we're definitely getting volume discounts. Well, yeah, we better. If we're not, we need to, we need to, uh, friggin', what does Donald think? He's a great negotiator, right? We need to negotiate better pricing. (laughs) But it's still not going to matter. It's still (laughs) not going to matter. Everybody knows this. So, I mean, everybody's just going to, like I said, they're going to, they're going to go around it. You know, they're going to go over the top of it. They're going to go under it. Whatever it is, it's not going to matter. It's not going to stop what everybody thinks it's going to stop. I bet it'll be a bit of a deterrent. I get, Well, I take it back. I think my 30-foot wide will be more of a deterrent because uh, it'd be harder to, you know, to tunnel that, especially if we can, like, extend it down. But it's not, it's not going to stop it, though. Keep this in mind. You're talking about people that tunnel miles. So from one house to the other on the Mexico side of the U.S. side, you could be talking about five miles in in length. Some of these tunnels are. All right, so I'm gonna scratch that. Instead of 30 feet, instead of a 30 foot tall, 30 foot wide wall, I'm gonna build a, a 60 by 60. But 60 feet is gonna be below the surface. 60 feet below the surface. No, I'm sorry. 30 feet is going to be below the, the surface. 30 feet will be above, and it'll be 60 feet long, though, also. Yeah, that's still not going to stop that. <laughs> so we're now looking at about $100 billion in cost. I just upped it a bit due to my material and uh, construction costs. But I think the payoff will be worth it. Well, what happens when, oh, I don't know, um, you know, Mexico and some people that are of that descent decide to build little, oh, I don't know, little resonance tools, which make buildings and shit crumble to the ground. What? You never, so there's a, what do you, how do you, how do you call this? So, there, there, there's a, it's like a sound or, or reverberation, vibration, whatever you want to call it, okay, that you can actually make this sound, vibration, whatever it is, that will topple buildings. Do you not know about this? I haven't, because I feel like someone would have toppled a lot more buildings with it. Well, no, I mean, there's a certain, honestly, it's, you can Google this shit, too. It, it's... 
certain certain objects have certain different, you know, I guess you could call it uh, resistance to the resonance, whatnot. Um, but yeah, I mean, you can do that. If you find the right frequencies for these things to topple, you can just topple it. I swear to you, this is not a, <laughs> this is not some crazy, um, nutty conspiracy theory. This is this is doable. Who's and gonna I, who's gonna topple a solid sixty foot squared cube wall? Well, you, well, I tell you what, maybe this, what? maybe what we do is we put those along the border. You know, a couple hundred yards from the wall, topple and then, the tunnels. And exactly, and make the tunnels collapse. Why couldn't we do that? It's a good idea, Robert. I've just solved everything. <laughs> Somebody, some get the intern to call up the White House. We should propose that. No, I don't want to call the White House. I don't yeah. want to speak to any of those bozos. Call the Pentagon. I don't know about them either. <laughs> I don't know who we should call. It's not Ghostbusters. No, because they're all women now. <laughs> they're all women now, just kicking men's asses. Uh, which we've uh, obviously covered that topic before as well. During the Milo debate, uh, but anyway, so all right. So let's let's go away from the wall for a couple of minutes. What do you think? I think we've been deterred from the wall. We're turning back around. Okay, so so I guess you could call this security as well. Drones, drones. Did you know that in the UK they're starting little police forces made entirely of drones? No the shit. Dr- the drollies. <laughs> the little bobbies with their drones. <laughs> um, but really, they're, they've got an entire, whatever you want to call it, a squad of, of drones that like fly around and they're like little, well, I guess it's squadron. You can call them a squadron. There you go. Right? They're flying things. So, Robert, how are they weaponized? Do they have guns? Are the drones allowed to carry guns? They are not, unfortunately. Like, what about billy clubs? Nope. Nope. Knives. Just a bunch of cameras. Pepper spray? Just cameras. Can you believe that? So are we sure it's not CNN that's getting these drones or BBC or whatever? No, it is the police. How do we know it's the police? It is the police. (laughs) They're the ones using them, uh, which I think is a little weird, to be honest with you, because what is it going to really do? Maybe it's Interpol. Well, it it might be, but evidently they're... um, they're 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 saying that they're gonna take the police helicopter costs out of their budgets because they no longer have to fly helicopters back and forth, waste all the gas. All they have to do is have these little drones, um, which I guess is is true. I mean, these drones cost what probably a thousand bucks a piece. Is that drone able to pick somebody up and rescue them? Well, no, but police helicopters don't do that either. That's like a medevac helicopter. Don't they deploy SWAT people? From police helicopters? Yeah. I don't know. Usually every SWAT team that I've ever seen, like in real life, not from a movie. I was going to say, I could have sworn I've seen Colin Farrell, like, rope out of a police helicopter. Yeah, I don't think that's real life. I thought it was a documentary. It's not. It's not. Uh, It's called SWAT SWAT and SWAT 2. (laughs) Was there a second one? Oh, I don't think so. (laughs) Did I say, did I miss that? But there should have been. (laughs) No, there shouldn't have been. Because they suck. Sequels always suck. Number one. Uh, but number two. The they, sequel. They don't rope out of helicopters like you see in the movies. 
there might be some special forces guys in the military that rope out of helicopters. Um, but if you think about it, even when they killed bin Laden, they didn't rope out of the helicopters. They landed the helicopters and then they all got out, you know? Yeah. So I can't imagine a police force would need a helicopter to rope out of. Well, it would be fun. But yeah, maybe just as a reward for like good behavior. Oh, you get to rope out a helicopter. You didn't <laughs> kill anybody recently. And didn't get charged with a murder. I don't think that happens in Great Britain. That's probably why they're getting rewarded with drones. Yeah, that's true. But then you run into the the problem where, you know, a guy with a machete is attacking police officers and hacking them to death. You know, that happened a while back in Britain, right? Yeah, because you can, you can, can you stab through a bulletproof vest? You absolutely can. So they're bulletproof, but they're not knife proof. Right. And they're not proof. They're resistant. Well, they're let's say they're less resistant to knives then. They are. I mean, absolutely, they are very. They're very they're almost res- accommodating. What? <laughs> if they're not resisting, they're almost accommodating. Well, <laughs> that's partially true, I guess you could say, Mike. I mean, they they do. You can stab right through it. There there are very few of those vests out there that are that soft armor that you can't stab through. It's messed up, man. It is, and, and you know, cops. Especially in the U.S., you know, obviously they carry guns. They carry a lot of heavy equipment with them. You know, they're not, they don't want to wear hard armor. Hard armor <laughs> is going to stop a lot more bullets and obviously going to stop a knife, too. But, you know, that, that stuff right there is an extra 20, 30 pounds, depending on what kind of armor you're using. Why don't we just look back, like, I don't know, 600, 700 years and take a page out of King Arthur's playbook and get, like, a layer of chain mail? No. No? No. That's resistant to knives and stabbing, so it'd just be like a a layer of chain mail over or under the bullet-resistant vest. No. Why not? Because you can hear that. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think they're necessarily trying to be stealthy. Well, you never know. You know, what if if you are trying to be stealthy and you can't? Because you've got chain mail underneath your shirt. (laughs) So maybe there just needs to be, like, a new... Surely we have different metals or materials we can make chainmail out of, like no, the Kevlar. Of chain course mail. you can. Uh, there are certain, like I said, there are some vests that are they're soft armor that are knife resistant as well. Hmm. But you know, I mean, there's no vest that covers you 100. percent So whether you get stabbed in the leg, you get stabbed, like if you get stabbed under the arm, for example, or shot under the arm. I mean, think about this: from the side, police officer gets shot and it hits his shoulder. It can go through the hole in the armor where there isn't any and hit him in the chest. How do you stop that? You can't. Surely there's a way. The only way to do it is to have armor on the outside of your arm, which if you see like heavy SWAT units, they do carry some of that stuff. If they're going to go in with all of their crazy, you know, tactical gear on, yeah, some of them do wear that to where if they get shot in like the shoulder or whatever, it's still covered. But... You're talking about normal police officers who patrol on a daily basis. They don't have anything like that. So they're still at risk. But, again, I mean, we carry guns here, though, so it's it's okay. <laughs> the poor uh, poor British guys, they're not. They are, I mean, they can be killed with anything. Killed with a, with a brick. What are they going to do? Or a drone that just falls. Right, exactly. One of these drones could kill them. It doesn't have, you know, Hellfire missiles, though. That would be friggin' cool as shit. Can you imagine if you were just like a cop in the, where are these guys? Uh, 
in Cornwall. That's that's apparently where they're doing the first test area is in Cornwall. I don't know where that is. So if you're British, leave us uh, send us a tweet. Tell us where Cornwall is. Um, but they're uh, they're not armed with hellfires. I think that would be really cool. It'd be cool if they were armed with anything other than cameras, right? <laughs> Although like the cameras that they're using are really cool. I mean, they are those like high. Um, what are they like? Uh, 4K cameras, I think. I mean, that's $4, pretty good. Four thousand dollar cameras? No, 4K. Like the resolution on them is 4K. I don't even know what that means. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> you are not a millennial, sir. I'm behind the times. Apparently so. No, it's just super high resolution. It's like the highest resolution TVs now are all 4K. So that's better than 720. Way better. <laughs> Way better. So. Who knew? But anyway, that's neither here nor there. So that was kind of a fun little thing um, where they're going to be able to take pictures from the sky because everybody knows that being photographed from the air, i.e. the top of your head, <laughs> is going to deter you from committing a crime. But Great. Now they'll just have to get, like, fingerprints, palm prints, and, uh, and, a, and a top shot. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that ridiculous? I mean, seriously, what are they, what are they going to do with this? I mean, unless it's like a, I don't know, like a thermal camera and they can like see people like trying to evade the police. That would be cool, but. Maybe that's what it is. I don't know. To have these on a daily basis, though, just patrolling, that just seems useless to me. Yeah, I don't know. Good good for uh, corn, corn beef. Cornwall. Damn it, Mike. Cornwall. Corn, corn I couldn't beef. remember. I just got, I knew there was corn in there. Was, there was uh, mashed potatoes and corn. <laughs> yeah, no. Cornwall. But again, don't know where that is. But speaking of police and everything, okay, we had, another, we, we had another airport incident this week. Are you aware? Fill us in. Well, apparently there was a gentleman, I say gentleman, but I really mean his asshole, uh, who was 39 <laughs> years old in France. His name I cannot pronounce. Imagine that. But he, uh, he was actually killed this, uh, this weekend. Because he tried to take a French military officer's firearm at the airport. So, he was shot to death. Sounds about right. But his first name is like Zaid. Um, I don't know what his last name is. Uh, I can't pronounce it like I said. But he's actually French-born. He was radicalized, again, a self-radicalized Frenchman. Um, but apparently he was radicalized in prison. Can you believe this? In I can prison. believe that. That seems to be really common. It's insane. What is wrong with... Seriously, okay, we got to talk about this, this Islam thing for a second. Because obviously this guy's Islamic. He called his, his dad and said that he was going to go die for Allah or some bullshit. So we know that this guy was not just some, you know, whatever you want to call it, mentally disabled human being. This was a radical Islamic terrorist. Once again, on the streets of Europe, wreaking havoc. Yeah, I don't know what else to say about that, Robert. It's pretty crazy. Like, none of that makes sense. Although, the one note I would say is, you said at, in the beginning when you started talking about that, that, you know, he wasn't mentally ill, that he was just a jihadist. And to me, I don't know, sometimes I have a little bit of trouble reconciling a, uh, a differentiation there. No, I can agree with you. I, I think in order to be a jihadi, you do have to be mentally disabled. I do. 
Um, but because the, we'll call it, you know, the media, the left, whatever you want to call them, doesn't want to tell people that radical Islam exists, number one, and number two, that it's a mental disorder, that all Muslims are peaceful people. You know, I don't get this. I don't get it. We need to call it for what it is, number one, and retaliate, number two. That's what we've got to do. We've got to, to, to squash these little assholes where they sit because if we don't, this is going to continue to happen over and over well, and over again. You know, something to just kind of add insult to that injury there is I did see something that, that, that said that the French police knew all about that guy too. Like they were aware of his leanings, they knew who he was, and yet that incident still happened. Yeah. Well, it happens because they are they they don't want to be thought of as Islamophobic. And why why is that Islamophobic? I don't understand it. This guy, if you listen to all the other Muslims in the world that say it's a religion of peace, so why can you not say that this guy is just a bad dude? Lock him up. He wants to blow shit up. It's got nothing to do with the fact that he's Muslim, although it does. Keep that in mind. But just because he wants to blow something up, you should lock him up. Period. Yeah, yeah on those grounds alone. You, know, sure. you, don't, you don't have to say, oh, it's because he's a Muslim. He's not. It's not because he's a Muslim. It's because he's a Muslim and he wants to blow shit up. There's a big yeah. difference. There's an and in there. He wants to blow shit up. Well, obviously, that's the whole, that's the whole distinction that people fail to make over and over and over again in these circumstances because people constantly and this is again this is our opinion mike I'm, or mine anyway i'm sure it's possibly yours but people give an excuse to radical islamic terrorists because oh you know it's just one bad apple yet if you think about this now again this guy was a son of a bitch and he deserves to be put to death the kid in south carolina that went into that church and killed a bunch of people all right he should be fried immediately with no appeal granted nothing kill him now he deserves it but all they said all the media said was that oh my god we have this crazy racist person it's because white supremacist white supremacist is because the confederate flag let's ban the confederate flag the confederate flag did nothing by the way it did not commit the crime zero yet they ban it together the left did, to ban a symbol of what they consider to be hate. Yet, they give a free pass to a guy that goes in, obviously in France, tries to steal a military officer's weapon, and then, by the way, it was a woman. He attacked her. She mm. did not relinquish her weapon, and he was shot by two other officers while still trying to get control of her gun. Yet, they don't vilify him, or his religion, right? I don't get that. What is the deal? Like, well, how it's it's a double standard. How can you go after one person and his quote unquote ideals on one situation, and then say it's a gun problem, it's a racist problem, but then when you're talking about Islamic terrorism, is that not also racism? Yes. They are being racist towards everyone else, <laughs> and that's what I don't understand. How can you give that guy a free pass? How can you give any of them a free pass? There shouldn't be any free passes. Everyone should equally be called out for what they are and that's their and their terrorist acts, and we should they should be dealt with swiftly 
and unmercifully. Exactly. You know? And for situations like this, build in an express lane, like Ron White said, for uh, for executions. You know what? There's there's two. There's, you know, guilty, not guilty, and express lane. Click, you're done. All right, fine. In three <laughs> weeks, we're going to give you the lethal injection. I got no problem with that. This guy clearly killed all those people. You know, he should have been put to death a long time ago. But anyway, uh, that's another. That's, that's probably another conversation about the death penalty that we should have at some point. Yeah, agreed. But we haven't. We should. Uh, we'll visit that. We will. I don't know when, but we will. So anyway, all right. I don't know. This has got me all worked up. You are pretty riled up. You need to, you know, I don't know, have a sip of your twenty-three flavors and. Yeah, I need a Dr Pepper and maybe a Reese's peanut butter cup too. <laughs> There you go. That would be amazing. Yeah, I think we deserve it. But uh, as always, uh, we want to know what you think. So let us know. After you listen to the episode, uh, holler at us. You know, tweet us. Let us know your thoughts. Tweet we're us where, at, Mike. We're at LLNP Podcast. Or leave I mean, Mike a message on the blog, LLPPodcast.com. He's going to write that uh, new post and post it probably tomorrow. We've got emails too. You can email us there too, right? You can send us a, a, a message, but it's not going to email us. We're millennials. We prefer Twitter. That's right. Twitter. <laughs> I don't prefer Twitter at all. I prefer texting, believe it or not. <laughs> well, but anyway. Let, I'm me not... give you, let me give you <laughs> <to> Robert's number. <laughs> and you can text him. <laughs> How about no? Uh, but anyway. All right. Well, it's been a fun episode. I think we're going to end it here. Uh, so, as always, thanks for joining us on the life, liberty, and the pursuit. 